I think when it comes to intimacy, like yeah. or let's say sex, when it comes to sex, some people are like, all right, well, we're fucking now, so we're together. <laughs> like certain conversations aren't had. You yeah, know? They're yeah. like, I, I mean, what is it? The movie You People. I usually don't sleep with everybody, so we go together. We go, to, we go together. <laughs> and hopefully the romance will blossom prior, during. You think women are beyond. still looking for you think women, some women are still looking for romance? You can't win, talking a good game. You can't win, topics never lame. You can't win, 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 win. win. I'm marvelous. No, I'm not your average Joseph. We are the particle sons. Let's start this show. How you feeling today? I am feeling fine like refined wine. Is that port wine? That's that fortified shit? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm not into Sherry. Not into Sherry? I'm into women that's named Sherry, but that's a different story. It's here and our dear. And we won't speak about it. Yeah, yeah. Port wine. The fortified wines and... I don't know. Ginger wine I can drink. Ginger wine you can drink? That's the only one I can really like say I fuck with and buy. But yeah, you'll mess, you'll mess with? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the sherries and all that type of stuff. But somebody told me you're not supposed to drink wine in plastic bottles. And most of those wines, like even stone ginger wine, stone ginger wine, fortified, fortified wine and stuff is like in those plastic bottles, some cheap shit. <laughs> it's that cheap shit. They don't get any better than that. Yeah, nothing better than that. <laughs> all right. Um, like, comment, subscribe. All of that. All, all streaming platforms, possible particle suns. You can see those particle suns at YouTube. Mm-hmm. And yes, particlesons.com. We are everywhere where you need to find us. It's not hard. Run a Google search. Ask about us. Ask about us. We can run things. So let's go. Um, First poll. Should there be an age limit or minimum on marriage? And 60% said no. Talk to things. How you feel about that? Uh, I don't think there should be an age limit on on, uh, marriage itself, but think um, maybe some mandatory courses once you pass a certain age. For marriage? Yeah. So what's that mean? <clears throat> Break that down. Like um, like you see how uh, you go to get your driver's license. Okay. Driver's course is not necessary, but it's it's uh, it's deemed an important step. And your insurance will even recognize that. The fact that you've actually went and you took a course and give you a better discount on your insurance itself. Mm-hmm. I think like with marriage, um, there's a lot of things where people are expecting it to be that it's not. And then a lot of things that they're not expecting that arises during the marriage. And I think like if people are actually set up to take courses and make them like a, like a mandatory course, and I think some of these things would be alleviated and some of them would just be being pushed to the side. Um, I mean, they had that stuff, you know, where you can go to like it, like, I, I guess whoever is doing over the, 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 who's ever presiding over the wedding, like the pastor or anything like that. Sometimes yeah. they'll, they'll make you do like premarital courses and stuff like that. Yeah. But I don't think that's, I don't think it's like, that's not a mandatory thing, is it? No. It's not a mandatory thing. No. no. And it's not an in-depth thing either. It's not a what? It's not an in-depth thing either. He's basically just... Well, going I, over the top. I don't know because well, mine's mine's felt in depth. Yours felt okay. Mine's felt in depth, right? I looked at it stuff where, hmm, 
they asked, well, he asked about, you know, what are your fears going into marriage? Right. What are like, you know, possibilities and everything like that? Um, finances. Like we were, we were talking some shit. Right. So right. I'm saying my shit felt kind of in depth. Right. And it was more of a G checking, <clears throat> I guess, to for both of us. Right. It's kind of like we had to do a whole questionnaire thing by our damn selves. Um, on some specific website at our at a I think we had time before we had to schedule to meet. So I guess he can get all the answers and stuff like emailed to him. Yeah. And then he had the results. It's like a Mori test. So right, it's like, right. all right, so Marvin, da 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 da. Blank, blank, da 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 And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, this is dope. Yeah. Now, what you were saying, like, if you did the courses, and let's say that, I was thinking if you did the courses and the marriage didn't work out, they should give you a discount. Or, yeah, like, on the courses? You, are you, no, you're divorced. Oh, you're if this shit don't work out. <laughs> like, because I look at it, I was like, all right, you did all of this. All of that. You put in the effort. Right, right. And shit, shit still what? didn't work hey, out, whatever. I, I mean, like I said, you get a discount if you take the drive. The driver's Exactly. Thing, right? So I'm Why saying, not? give me a discount for the divorce if it don't pop off. Sure. Because... We, um, hopefully in this course, we outline exactly what the marriage, not the wedding day. Right. The, the marriage, marriage entails and yeah. stuff, whatever. Like yeah. some hard times might come up. Motherfuckers might have to take care of each other and all that type of you jazz. You should get a discount both on the marriage license and on the divorce if you if, if, if you end up getting a divorce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Th- that, because that right there, like once that's locked in, like. Did set couple do the proper steps and procedures? Yes, because yes. you have some drivers that would just legit go in their car. Let's say, not even their car. Let's say they might even say they might share a car with somebody. Right. They don't give a fuck about adjusting no mirrors right, and right, everything. Right. They just go in there, skirt, 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 skirt. They just go. Right. Right? Because they can, because they're illegal. They have a license. Now you have these parameters. You got to check these boxes to see if you can... You, you okay to be blessed with the perks. Yeah, yeah. Run it. I did the courses. I do the courses with a smile, actually. It'd be it, it'd be interesting for all of those who took like the premarital counseling and just like had to do like fill out the questionnaires and stuff like that. It'd be interesting if like if you could revisit those same answers five years into the future and see if they still hold true or see see if stuff still checks off in certain boxes. So technically like that that's on you. So right. I still had mines. Okay. Like I okay. Li- like so he gives you like the printout and the answers. Right. He's like, okay, this is what I got. This is yours and this is yours. And he legit gave a printout. Like okay. I, I can't remember the website, whatever, but I had it. Okay. Cause it was like a booklet thing. Yeah. You know, saying like, well Marvin, you're Fears and stuff aren't legit. They're they felt like some Charlie Brown shit. Right. But I was looking at it, I was like, oh okay. And then when I was going through, like, even, like, when I was packing up to move from that area and everything. Yeah. After everything to pop off, I was looking at it, I was like, liar! <laughs> yo, yo, I, I swear. I swear on the stack of Bibles. I, that's exactly what I said when I had the paper. I looked at it, I was that's like... that's what I'm assuming would happen. <clears throat> because, because it's <laughs> one, like, like, yeah, like, you turn the page and stuff, and I'm like, blah, 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 Marvin and blank, blank, getting ready for marriage and everything like right. that. And you're reading this shit, I'm looking at it, I was like, I, I know one, I, I can be honest. Yeah. One thing that I did not do pertaining to like, let's say what I claim I was going to do was it was saying that um, you want to make sure you say something motivational and inspiring daily. 
Okay. Because you're going to be with this person possibly sharing a space for 365, 366, depending on the, like, you know, I guess job aspect and stuff like that, living situation. Right. With said person. So I'm looking, I'm like, okay, I see it. I see it. And nah, nah, if I don't fuck with you, if I got an attitude or something like that for a minute, especially like if I, if I start off kind of bad. Yeah. And it's not even like, it's wild. Like, I want to say... I could be on like morning type of tip, but if I realize like some shit about to pop off and I'm not like fully ready to seize the damn day yet, you ain't getting no motivational shit, whatever. I'll I'll call you later, man. <laughs> yo, <laughs> chucking up deuces. <laughs> like, yo, like I holla. They'll kick in later on from now. <laughs> you might get that call. So like I remember one of them was like, from my side, it said, um, you should always be encouraging and kind and every day because you're supposed to you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with that person. So right. you want to say these type of things, and I'm like, when I was going into stuff like the the years before, I'm like, of course, it's going to be the best husband I can be. Yeah, yeah. man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I see that shit. I'm like, that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Back to reality. Yep. Yeah, there goes Marvin. Oh, fuck. Uh, but. It should be like, yo, I, for me, I feel like the human brain is not fully developed to at least your 30s. At least the 30s. Okay. So schizophrenia and everything can even show up probably like 26, 27. Hmm. And salute to, to the, you know, I'm not knocking the folks, but let's say they got married like 18, 21, 22 or something like that. Right. Yes, the person is changing and they're growing and they have their own world and all the above. But the brain itself, like possible chemical imbalances tend to come in and everything like that around that 28 to like 30, 31 range. Right. I don't think those people with those kind of minds should be just because they're legal to do it, should be doing it. Because that's part of the issue why we have so many divorces and stuff nowadays. Mm. I feel like everybody doesn't do it for the love purpose. Right. And I'm not saying that's the best way to look at it, but I look at it stuff as where you have to have this this mind. To deal with anybody, you need fucking patience. Yeah. And some people don't have patience, but they want the marriage. They want the wedding. They want this. They want the status. They want the title. You know what I'm saying? So I look at it where you got to fully prepare yourself and then get this shit together because I don't like playing with God. I'll say that and stuff, whatever. Like, yeah, I do talk about some things and stuff on God and the Bible and everything like that. I, I speak more about the Bible. Bible's written by man. Right. So my my discrepancy most of the time is to be about the Bible. And it don't be about God and higher power and everything. Right. So when you're saying, all right, hey, divine person, you speak to God on a regular, we'll call you pastor. Me and my loving woman will love to get married and stuff in your church under the eyes of who? G-O-D. Right. Then we're going to do this to be like, ah, this shit didn't work out. But yo, I got another one lined up there, dear Lord. <laughs> this one's for real, though. And if he's like, can't be playing with God like this, whatever. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So I was like, I, for the most part, in my marriage and everything, from my point of view, she might say something different. Yeah. But I look at this stuff as I gave a hundred. I gave a hundred. Right. I know I gave a hundred and stuff like lacking might be. Some, sometimes I might have gave 90. Right. If it didn't work out and stuff, it didn't work out. And I want to say mature minds know what it is. And even to this day, we're able to like talk and have conversations and stuff with her, like conversations and stuff about it. Yeah. Because I didn't fuck up. 
<laughs> so light for you and hopefully light for the other person within the conversation. We can't say 100% for sure that it's light. I mean, it's, it's yeah, cordial. Yeah, it's cordial. It's cordial. It's cordial. Like, you know, like even some of the questions, when I pose the questions and everything like that, it ain't a moment to have a motherfucking, <laughs> like... Like 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 a panic attack when you see the question and everything like that. Yeah. These things to me might seem like light questions and stuff to me, and it might be heavy to another person. Right. So I can't speak on how they feel on, on that aspect and stuff. But I just look at it stuff as where why are we not having these conversations? Right. right. Even in marriage. Yeah. Why are you not having these serious conversations? Why are you not having like your your spouse? There, there should be a friend. Right. Best friend? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> like you know, friend is good enough. Friend is good. Friend is good. Friend is good enough. Okay, you you friend, you, 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 you right. Enough. Okay, yeah, bless yeah, your yeah. heart. Yeah, when I have some best friends and stuff in there. I'm like, do that. I'm like, all right, because <laughs> like, I, I the reason why I always laugh. Yeah, because I was like, are we best friends? I heard that one time. I was like, you don't even like porn. <laughs> like, like, right? <laughs> I see a twerking video or some shit like that. You looking at it like niggas. Yeah, typical yeah, men and yeah, everything like yeah. that. But I show my boy, be like, yo, look at it. Yeah. Damn, them cheeks is wavy. How are we best friends? <laughs> like, my best it's friend. The sharing like, moments. There's some sharing moments that count more than others. And let the church say amen. That's <laughs> what so this is in. Like, you just got to be friends. And with friends, you should be able to have <clears throat> those uncomfortable conversations. Right. Those real ass conversations. Much less when you guys are intimate with each other. Right. But, it's a mature dance. And I feel like a lot of people don't look at marriage as like a mature dance and stuff anymore because some people get married so young. Right. Yeah. Right. And it takes a solid mind and we live... Even in- even with those that, that don't get uh, married so young, it's like marriage is, is something that in order for it to, to last long, mm. it takes work. And... You, you, we've seen like the majority of marriages, the the length being shortened. You know, what I mean? it's like five years might be an average, six years might be an average, seven years might. Be, so people, are, people are seeing it that, and, and they're not looking as marriage as long term goals because they don't see long term couples like back in the day when we used to see them. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like it's, it's they they look at it as, all right. I'm gonna get married today because for for the same thing that you're saying, status. You know, um, not only uh, wanting to wanting to feel a certain way, wanting to have a certain feeling. But if you're only doing it for a certain feeling, what happens when that certain feeling is gone? Can you stay in there, right? Can you can you fight the fight? So, I heard one person say that like to be in a marriage, you actually have to look at it as like. You're working towards something. You can't get, you can't get, mm-hmm. you can't be in love with the idea. Of, you can't get married without being in love with the idea of being, of marriage. One be, more time, one more time. Say that one more time. You, you can't, you can't be, or, or you can't be successfully married without being in love with the idea of being married. Even if you're in love with a person, mm-hmm. but, Marriage is not your forte. You can't marry the person because you love that person and expect that marriage is going to be working. Mm. So what they're saying is like, no, marriage is something that like 
both you and that person constantly have to work at. Yeah. It's not something that just, it'll, it'll just, it, it resolves itself. No, it's like, and lo- couples who've been in it forever will tell you, just like we always say, like, there's a lot of compromise. There's a lot of give and take. There's a lot of, there's a lot of work that goes into it. It's not just a way I wake up in the morning and I love you every morning. Some days, you know what I mean? You hate the person. Some days you think about CSI episodes and who might be the victim in the beginning <laughs> and who might be getting caught at the end right, of the show. Right, right. And then right. after the bit, and then after you got to work after you get the thought, you got to work on that thought. Yeah. yeah <laughs> and, I mean. and, and push it to the side. So it's like, it, it's one of these, those, those things is we're not seeing people are willing to say, okay, you know what? I love the fact that I can probably spend the rest of my life with you because if if you can look at it and think that far ahead mm. then all the little all the little all the little immediate stuff that pops up probably start to bother you less start to affect you less I feel like that too yeah I feel like that too to be on real, real talk because I look at it as like <clears throat> alright we're in this quote unquote say together forever until one of us kick the bucket right right so from there, when you when you have that kind of mindset, you know there's gonna be bullshit that comes up. Yeah. But then you look at like at the end, it's still all about us being together and everything. Like now, everybody has their own deal breakers. Right. This is true. Everybody has their own deal breakers. But like what you were saying, the average in today's times, yes, because we live in a microwave world. Mm-hmm. Everything and stuff is micro. The tension spans and all this type of stuff. Like they used to say, seven year itch, and I feel like it's half that. I feel like it's three years. Yeah. Right? So, and if you make it past that three years, now you got that five-year hurdle and stuff or whatever. Are you staying or are you going? <laughs> are you loving it or are you listening? Right, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah. that's the kind of shit that tend to comes up. Whatever. Yeah. Like, mm, we're going to love it. We're going to stay in our marriage and stuff. And some people's like, yo. <laughs> this is a list that bad boy. Turn that usher on. <laughs> I seen a house down the street. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Um, Next poll was... Have people become romance intolerant? Hundred mm. percent of everybody who voted said yes. Do you agree? Do you disagree? I agree, man. I think it's something we mentioned before with it just being a, a microwave hookup type of deal, where you know before you 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 took time you you wanted to is was. Is woo woo still a t- still a word used? You know what's act- it's like because when I looked at the definition of romance, yeah, woo and court and court and woo and came woo. in there. As I we people still use woo. <laughs> it's past, but it's, it's previously used, but it's still there. It's so still there, right? You're right. on Webster Mariner Dictionary. Uh, you're good. I'm you're good. Good. I'm good. I'm good. You know what I mean? It's like you when you, you first met a chick, you wanted to impress her so much, you wanted to woo her, and 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 one one of the parts parts of wooing was showing a romantic gesture. But they don't want that. But they, no, no, but it's exactly. So you don't you don't have to woo nobody anymore. Man. You just gotta have a Snapchat. <laughs> Man, let me tell you. And <laughs> let me say this. <clears throat> I have a real good female friend. Right. And I have a real good male friend. Right. Right. My man. He tried to woo, he went to go woo her. Right, right. He went to go woo her and everything like that, right? Romance style. Yeah. The, the, even the traditional classic romance okay, style. Okay, okay, okay. He wrote her a poem. You know what I'm talking about now when I say oh, this. Man. If you don't know, now you know. Oh, man. <clears throat> he wrote her a poem. Words from the I th- heart. I think, I, I'm trying to remember the title. 
I think it's called like either desperately or desperate or something like this. Like, I yeah. desperately need you and want you. Lyrics! <laughs> <laughs> Lyrics! <laughs> and I can call, I'm not going to call it the pieces, but I'm going to call out an asshole and stuff like myself that right. was laughing at this shit. Yeah. I laughed until I heard it. Right. Whatever, right? Because my female friend, she's like, uh, you know, such and such wrote me a poem. I was like, <laughs> and you were clowning. <laughs> so I'm looking like, oh shit, you wrote you a poem? I'm like, niggas yeah. that? <laughs> that, that, that. But I was young and I didn't know romance. Mm-hmm. I right. can tell you that I didn't, I didn't romance. Right. right? So I'm looking like, niggas that? that? He's, she's like, yeah. And I think one day, but she, she told me, she said, she got out of the house. I'm like, yo, I'm calling you today, man. Calling you. When I get when I when I get home and I get settled, you need the you play home? by play. Yo, I need you to read this shit to me, man. <laughs> I need to hear what the fuck is going on for my man and stuff for that, right? Then I want to see if it, if I can if it's plagiarized or some shit. Yeah, because yeah. I done said some shit to some women. That was some world, world, world. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I look at it where. The poem, like he was going, like I desperately need you and want you. I yearn for you, or something like that. And it was like it was like bars after bars, and I was like, okay, could no way, eighteen year old, write this shit. Yeah, could no way. Yeah, it had but, to be but, somewhere from somewhere. But then again, but then again, he was a rapper. Mm. He used to rap for hobby purpose and everything like that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And he yeah. used to write bars and he's actually freestyle and everything like that too. Yeah. So putting words <laughs> melodically together. Those who know you are narrowing down the field right now. Who was a rapper back in the day? <laughs> they have a way with words. They, 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 but he, so he he know he knows. So now, after she finished read the the poem to me, right? I was like, so y'all get married, <laughs> like because because that that was that's the shit that you get married to right after the shit hit. Yeah. So I went to him directly and stuff, whatever, and like other friends. She told other friends and stuff too, so they kind of clown him. Yeah. And everything, and so I went to him on, you know, I was like, yo, at first I did clown you. Yeah. No word of a lie. Yeah. But then when I heard what I heard, because she read it to me, I was like, what I'm going to need you to do is write my vows for me. <laughs> the day I ever get married, you had to write them vows and stuff like that, right? Right. And even when when I did, I did when I did get married, I sat down, I said to myself, I'm like, this motherfucker had a bar in my life. He done set a bar. So I got to go past that. You're trying to remember a couple of verses. <laughs> well, no, I, I couldn't remember this. Like I said, even to this day, you know, I got a good memory. But, yeah. you know, even to this day, I was like, like, it was so, it was well-worded on, like, I want to say, you could have made it to, like, a, a, a Love Jones slam poetry type of moment and everything like that. And I was like, this shit was well done. Mm. So... Like when it came to like the vows for my aspect, I actually sat down legit, put like, you know, put time in and stuff because it was like, this is my time to show my romantic side. Right. To not only to my wife to be, but to also that I'm open with my love for set person. Yeah. Right. And for the man to write that, I was like, yo, that's dope. As an adult now, I can recognize like he was ahead of his time. The motherfucker's still ahead of his time. Yeah. Whatever, right? When I show you the players and stuff, whatever, the, the pieces in it, you are like, no way. I'm like, yes, nigga. It happened. <laughs> and I remember one day I heard this. Somebody said, I can't remember where I heard it, but he said, people who can dance in the street 
are the ones that are supposed to rule the world. It takes confidence right. to sing and dance in the middle of the street or like, you know, a sidewalk and because the judgment, the fear, you know what I'm saying? The shun, all that kind of displacement yeah. goes on and stuff, yeah. right? I find it very romantic when I see couples legit like dancing. Check this shit. I think definitely before the pandemic. Before the pandemic, and I seen something during the pandemic and stuff too. Before the pandemic... It's like a younger couple. I want to say they're probably around like my age at the time and stuff. Like, so let's say they're in like the early 30s and stuff. This is before the pandemic. Yeah. They were, I was cutting through um, Trinity Bellwoods Park, right? To get ready to head back uptown and stuff to head to the house. And where I parked my car and stuff, I had this legit cut through there. And I seen and they were talking, they were kind of ahead of me and everything. And he took her hand. And then he did the little spin around spin shit around. Yeah, yeah, and started yeah. dancing and shit. And like, they looked back and she was kind of embarrassed. He's like, relax, let me dip you. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he, <laughs> yeah, he, he's yeah. telling her like, let me dip you. She's like, all right, fuck it. And then she's dipping. So then I'm like, I'm like, if you want, I can turn some proper tunes on on my Spotify for y'all right. and everything. Like, so she's like, oh, you're so sweet. He's like, yeah, play me something and stuff, whatever. So I was like, so I went for Jackie Wilson to be live. I, I played that for them, whatever, right? right, right. So all three of us having this moment, and I was like, y'all want me to take photos of this or take a video? Yeah. So he's like, yeah, bro, record this. Nice. So I can play this for her so she can't say I don't love her because I got a complete stranger to record us dancing in the park <laughs> under the moon. And I was looking like, fucking Fair. right, man. Fair enough. Say That's no romantic. More. Say no more. That's romance. Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers don't want to be... I feel like some people won't take a poem serious. No, probably no. A person might feel a type of way about a person, like, you know, this is how I feel about you. Like, you know, again, I you can't control no one's feelings and stuff. Like some people, somebody might see me, a woman might see me, she might be smitten. Right. Right? She might be lost for words and looking like, hey, what's up? You know, you you cute. What's up? How are you? And then to me, it's just like a normal passerby. And she's like, you know, you want to get together sometime and stuff? Like, all right, sure. Right. To me, it's just another date. This, I'm call it that, but I'm going to say this woman, <laughs> I'm going to say this person, then plotted out first date, wedding proposal, <laughs> wedding day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we may or may not have kids. Yeah. What our future look like and who's going to die first. All from the meet and greet. <laughs> Some people are serious, man. <laughs> and that's cool. Some but that's what I'm serious, saying. Man. If you're that serious and stuff, I feel like you should take charge and don't have no shame to your romance. Right. Because if you if you really feel this type of way about a person, express it the way you, you think they would understand it. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yeah, yeah, that's dope. I remember, I, I can't remember whose wedding it was exactly, mm. but it was... Um, it was a husband and wife team. And at the beginning, I didn't even know they were, I didn't even know they were husband and wife. I thought it was just like two people who worked together for this, doing the photography and stuff like that. Mm. But then at one point, I think um, right after when uh, dinner just, 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 uh, I mean, the first couple, uh, first couple of courses were being served mm-hmm. and then the music started playing. Right. And I just seen both of them put down their cameras and start doing that same like ballroom dancing shit. And I was like, 
I was, yo, I was like, yo, this is... Touching. This, yeah, like, yo, this touching. is dope. It looks like, like, either they... It, it, you you kind of got the feeling like either they had met, like, maybe at, like, some type of ballroom dancing thing or mm. they might have met at some type of, like, like for, or they, they might have been photographers and seen, like, a couple ballroom dancing and say, yo, they've probably been photographers at the weddings. Yeah, and doing this for so often that Fair. now it's be, it's become one of, the, like, like, their things. So it's like... Yo, and I seen them put down the cameras and start dancing. I'm like, oh, no, no. They dancing, dancing. This is like, honey, we're going out on a Thursday. We're ballroom dancing type of deal. And I was like, yo, that, that shit's so dope. It's so dope because this is, imagine like you do this. Every time you go out and you shoot somebody's wedding, their first day, their, that, that, that magical day for them. Mm. It reminds you of your magical day, right? Mm. What's better than to be able to relive that first dance <laughs> right there in that daytime at that moment on somebody else's special day? I was like, yo, that's dope. I said, like, yo, that's no, so dope. It is. Yeah. I I think we should <clears throat> like for today's times, it's different. And and it's not to all the couples, and I'm not saying that to even the all the couples where I look at is where um dating, courting, wooing. All that aspect and stuff. The dynamic has definitely changed. Like a Netflix spliff and chill. <laughs> it, it don't I take much. That. It don't take much, man. I, I I heard that before and everything. It was it was it was the funniest. Where and this and you know what you know what's even funnier than that? What's that? This whole new with this whole Netflix stopping from people to share it. Some of y'all are gonna get to chill. <laughs> I think it's going to be a lot of solo dolo accounts. Some of you are not going to get to chill no more. Netflix is going to be out here raping a lot of pockets. Easy. Because yep. mm-hmm. they used to do the yearly shit. Now they do monthly. So yearly, you at least got a little discount. And now they're telling you all the accounts and stuff for there has to be on the same IP address. And if they're not under the same IP address, y'all fucked. They're cold. They are cold. So it's going to be a lot of splits and chill. <laughs> minus in the Netflix. Splits chilling. Uh, Tubi Tubi's the free service is it, Oh shit Tubi <laughs> God, I remember it was like I seen something It was like Hulu and do you <laughs> Hulu and do you <laughs> Wine and prime <laughs> And then Netflix and Jill Right But Romance today To me I feel Still feel like it's needed And I think We just have to understand The person's um, Love language Yeah Love language play a, a a major essential piece to this whole song and dance. The hook, the hookup culture we live in, like you say, it, it's it's real. It's right. real. It's prevalent, and I think whatever they get to say, I think when it comes to intimacy, like yeah. or let's say sex, when it comes to sex, some people are like, all right, well, we're fucking now, so we're together. <laughs> like certain conversations aren't had, you yeah, know? They're yeah. like, I, I mean, what is it? The movie, you people. I usually don't sleep with everybody, so we go together. We go, to, we go together. <laughs> and hopefully the romance will blossom prior, during. You think women are still looking? For, you think women, some women are still looking for romance? I think a good portion of women will claim. Right. Would claim, but then again, I guess it would be fine-tuned to the person to ask them, what's their definition of romance? I remember when I, when I was like, Growing up in like um, primary school, right? 
And is that elementary? Elementary school. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it is. And we we would go to the, the to the library and we, you know, take our library books. Mm. And we would do, the guys would take out like murder mysteries, this, that, and, and women would you know, the, the girls would take like like the little romance novels. You know what I mean? Mm. And and they would have like they would have their Barbies, but their Barbies be, would be romantic with Ken. Like, I like, does that, that sort of stuff still happen nowadays? Like, are like girls in elementary school, like, like, uh, more looking into those, those, that, like that fantasy type stuff, love, relationship. <clears throat> Cause then that, that, that's where they first learned about romance. Most of them. Well, uh, from the demographic that I know, um, pertaining to the kids aspect, right? Mm, not so much because I feel like a lot of parents stuff that I know and the parents that I see, yeah. If they have little girls, they buy them dolls, but they don't buy them like like a Ken doll in the mix, right? You get what I'm saying, right? So it's kind of like they're buying like, especially a lot of the black moms that I know, they'll buy a lot of black Barbies. There'll be like different version of black bar- Barbies and stuff that come out there, and there might be a few white Barbies and stuff in the mix, right? So it's just like like a. Girls rule, boys drool type of shit. So it's like, wow. there's no Ken doll to say they're Bro. gonna live in this house together Bro. and do this. That now, the, now when you say that, <laughs> yeah. when you say that, bro, are we teaching them that? Are our, our moms? Teaching Let's be them honest. From the jump, because let be got, honest. If you got like, if you got six different black Barbies in different career goals settings, yeah. Living in their big dream house, driving their big gut, their big Barbie cars. There's no Ken. No Ken around. There's no Ken. There's no. What was that? Can you? All right. Can you even? Do you even? Can you imagine a black Ken doll in your head now? Nah. I can't either. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. We probably can Google something and shit like that and see like what it might look like. But they they're not being bought because if you buy like black career Stacy doll, yeah, right, and she's like businesswoman attire, and then you're like, all right. You know your daughter got the black Barbie like Knight Rider car and got the dream house or somebody else bought the dream house for a Christmas gift and shit like that, whatever. Barbie's in that bitch by herself or Barbie's in there and stuff whatever like another small teddy bear that identifies as a man. But even even if she's not in there with an Another uh, another small teddy bear. She'll throw another Barbie, Barbie in the car. She's in there with her Barbie girlfriend. Yeah, and they're all successful. They're all and none of them ain't got no damn man. Living single, Barbie style. <laughs> oh my gosh, we cracked the code. Yeah, we cracked the code. Barbie, <clears throat> Barbie has been leading the way all this time. Yo, buy your buy your daughters and stuff and a uh, Ken doll and stuff. Get, get Ken in the just, mix. Just man. throw one Ken in there. Throw in Ken. Throw in one Ken. If you buy like about three Barbie dolls. Throw one Ken doll in the mix. Yeah, you don't he, even got to. You don't even have to be involved with anybody. Just successful, please. Well, because I look at it, I look at it like this. It shows for me, and this is just a light thought of it. Whatever, like to me, it just shows the stuff that you don't really need a man. And yeah. men, men, they're they're not they're not needing stuff to be there. So now, when set girl becomes set woman and everything like that, she's like, hmm, we ain't had no Ken doll. Daddy wasn't home. Like, real life, daddy wasn't home anyway. Right. I can do bad all by my damn self. Yeah. But And, 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 and then back to we, where we started this whole conversation off with, with romance. And that's like I said, when I was growing up, mm. like, these girls had they, 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 their, their, boy, their, their boy doll and their girl doll. And they, you know what I mean? Like, 
they, they, you know I mean? That was that was a thing. You know what I mean? They then they grew up, they, they graduated, the stages was the romance novels. They graduated from that. It was like the like the um the the, the I guess the the werewolf movies. The, that was Twilight. the Twilight series. I I think that's probably when all that stuff started to just dwindle down. Possibly. <clears throat> I think possibly. Because, I, I don't know, North America, we, in North America, I don't want to say we, but I want to say they, them. <laughs> but they, they do push hard on like the LGBT factor. Yeah. And let's say a hetero looking couple, even as toy wise, might even be a problem to like whatever agenda they're trying to push. Right. Like, like I'm not saying the LGBT, but I'm saying like the... The, the powers that be. Yeah. Because, again, that aspect where the romance and the wooing used to take place so often. Yes, we live in digital times and stuff, so are we compensating and stuff with emojis to show that this is romance? Like, does that quantify? Like, right. if, I, if I send, like, three kissing emojis and stuff to my woman. Yeah. Does that mean romance? Like, if you're like, I mean, hey, babe, good morning. One, two, three. Is it, that romance? I mean, and it, but, and here's the funny thing, right? Because to you as a person mm-hmm. who probably doesn't send any emojis at all, right? right? That means a lot. <laughs> right. So if you're sending these to your girl because you know your girl likes emojis, she lo- she's in love with them, mm-hmm. you say, oh, you know what? I don't usually send this, but I'm going to send these to my girl because I love her. That's a lot to you, right? That's a lot. But on her end, if all her conversations throughout the day is all emojis, love, kissy face, kissy face, kissy face, when you finally send me, like, oh, look, he finally sent me something. She might take it at first. She might say, oh my gosh. So he sweet. actually used an emoji to say something. He, he, he must actually might mean it. But to be bombarded by all the day and as somebody who's used to saying, or used to sending, probably just, what language is that? What language is that? What is these? What is these? I mean, it's sad. To me, it's very sad. I just hope, I'm optimistic where I look at it where even conversations like this yeah. has had where it kind of becomes like a, a sonic boom. That's the reason why I chose the words and stuff like romance intolerant, like lactose intolerant. Right. Because I just feel like a lot of people today, they're like, yeah, I don't need all of that shit, whatever. Like, I don't need that to for marriage. I don't need that to get a man or to keep a man and everything like that. I, I heard some women on some other chat, they were saying like, yo, Nah, cook him dinner and I and give him this throat. <laughs> I was like, "Hey, yo!" <laughs> she said, "I just give him this throat and everything, and it keeps him happy." She said, like, "To my knowledge and stuff, whatever." He finishes work at five thirty. We live twenty minutes away from the house. Before six p.m., the key's already in the door, and he's walking in. Yeah, she's like, "That's my kind of love." <laughs> she's like, "Babe, what's for dinner?" After you get dinner, he's getting that throat. I was like. And to him, that might be the most romantic he's, gesture he's, in the he's world. He's taking care of all the needs. But but even some of the dudes, I look at it with some some men. It's like you hear a conversation and stuff like that. And I remember seeing the comments and stuff like that. He's like, some dudes make comments like, damn, she had the house cooking. 
and she giving throat. It's a wife. <laughs> <laughs> they jump. Right. Because that, to you, was probably natural standards. Yeah. Them days is over. Yeah. Some, some dudes cook more than some of the women. No, nah, you're right. You're right. Right? And then some women will tell you her place is not in the kitchen. She's out here be- busting ass because she's CEO. She right here. She she one of the Barbies. She making guap. <laughs> and I like I don't know because I feel like we've gotten jaded like from so long and everything. So I was like, nah. So when I see the 100%, I'm like, I see exactly what you guys are talking about. Yeah. That's why I always ask. I The heaviest question I learned and I started asking women and everything that was, when I got dating again, do you know how you want to be loved? Right. If you have an idea, I can start. My woman, she says she likes flowers. So I try to make sure that whenever I'm going to see her right, and everything like that, let's say I'm going to go see her and I haven't seen her for a while, I greet her with flowers. Mm. I greet her with flowers. Because even if like she's doing her ones and twos somewhere and she told me that, I'm like, yo, I called you. You were busy doing your ones and twos. I was out doing my thing. I left you some flowers at the house. When you get home, you see the flowers and shit. Oh, he cares. If you tell me how you want to be loved, then that's fine. And some women, like I said, some women I spoke to even with this topic. Right. Dinner, spliff, and some Netflix. (laughs) If that's your version of romance, boo-boo, I ain't knocking you. (sighs) We ain't knocking you. We ain't knocking you. Let's go in with some other shit now. Uh... Let's talk about... I wanted to talk about Afro beats. Not Afro beat. Afro beats. I realized throughout the course of the years that Mm -hmm. beat and beats are different. (laughs) One letter changes the dynamic for that genre. But every time I touch a radio, which I don't, frequently, when I do touch a radio, I hear something on the radio, especially within the GTA, Hmm. Afro beats is playing on radio. I asked a friend... I asked two friends. Actually, three. I actually did come in the chat. So I have three friends that live in New York, like NYC. Yeah. And because we used to chop it up before one moves and stuff, he introduced me to his other friends. And then we just have our own little chat, our own DM and everything like that. And I asked him, I was like, yo, I know two of the guys in there are Puerto Rican. Right. But I'm like, do you guys hear a lot of like more reggaeton or Afro beats on the radio? And that Afrobeats is killing. Yeah. They're like specific radio stations, specific time, they give you a reggaeton hour. Nevertheless, like during a hip hop thing, you'll get like a mixture of like one or two Afrobeat songs with like some rappers and stuff over it, right? Right. And I was in this song, I'm like, you as a music man, do you think Afrobeats will overtake hip hop? Yeah, I think, I don't think it'll overtake hip hop. I think it right now, it's kind of, Riding that lane because they haven't it is as popular as it's become. I don't think they've given it its own solid genre yet. Like when I say it's given its own, like like the recording industry, um, it'd be interesting. I I'd, I'd have to check Billboard to see if they have an Afrobeats category. But right now, I think it's still. I would I would, I would think. I mean, I, I would I would I would think because I want to say the Joanna track. When the Joanna, like Joanna, yeah. jo, jo, when that dropped, yeah. I feel like after that, it's just been raining because the Drake and Wizkid thing, the um, 
No, not come over. Um, come closer. Come closer is WizKid track, but it's Drake views. One dance. One dance. One dance. Right. So from one dance, I want to say it's more of a spark that kind of been moving. And I and I always and I always like Drake for that. That's why I always commend Drake for because Drake would tap into damn near everywhere from like the bad bunnies for the reggaetons to like Afro beats, and then you start having more of a trickle effect until it's here. With the with the one dance track, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of what was the the track with Rihanna and Drake that was out before that. Work, work. So work would have been more of a a reggae dance hall track, mm-hmm. right? Right. One dance. One dance to me seemed kind of an ex- extension of that, mm. but more with the more with the Afro with with, with the Afro beats instead of just the regular uh, the, like the reggae drum pattern. So I think I think but you can th- you can credit Drake. You like like you just like you're saying. Yeah, you can credit Drake because he did blend he did blend a few of those genres in quite successfully. It, it, especially right after the um the work going into the the one dance because well, who, uh, who, so who was on one dance again it was um Wizkid and, Wizkid, um, right. and Ky- Kyla I think that's her name the girl baby didn't her right but my thing all right have you heard come closer have you heard come closer Wizkid mm-hmm. that sounds more like one dance than work Right. Like all three songs have Drake in there. Right. But I want to say Come Closer and One Dance are more similar right. than One Dance and Work. Right. And that's what I'm saying. This uh, this Afrobeat genre, because the WizKid song is is the Come Closer. Right. The same drum pattern and everything, it actually goes through a lot of other styles in that genre. Mm. So I think either people are like, you know, kind of caught in the hypnotic, you know, melodic form of it. Yeah. Of that drum pattern. Yeah. So... To a person, I'm gonna say with a sound. I don't know, sound bougie with it, but like a non-seasoned ear. Yeah, they just think everything might be reggae, or everything might be like right. You know what I'm saying? Right. right. But if your ear is seasoned and everything like that, you know, like this ain't, isn't your not, right. not your reggae, not your dancehall style and stuff, whatever. Because it's a little different. Right. Right. right? And, and it's, it's, it goes back to what you're saying. It's, it's like what Afrobeats is that? Is that that specific type of drum pattern? Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's and that's what I'm saying with. Going back to Drake's one dance, I think that's where he successfully like blended the blended the three, and out of all three of them, Afrobeats was, was really the the beneficiary beneficiary of it because everybody knew reggae, everybody knew hip hop, um, but it's like, yo, this beat and 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 again, this is like, it, it's so it's so funny because I know I, I I mentioned this before, but they had. This thing called Tropical Dance or Tropical House, which was it had its like it's a quick heyday in over in the UK. And like all artists from different genres was doing it. Of course, it was just it was just reggae. And they just added it, they just added a little bit more more dance elements to it, right? So it can okay. just cross over into these uh, to, to these other genres. Mm. But reggae artists were getting upset because they're saying, well, well, why don't you just call it for what it is? It's reggae. Mm. Not because you add this element that changes it, but because you add this element and that element, it does change it. So, until 
we move away, I think, totally from hip hop's dominant sound right now, which what I would say is, I think trap is slowly on its way out. It's still got it. It's still got us. It's it's hold trap. But, yeah, but the drum. But the but the drum Trap pattern, <laughs> the, but the drill drum pattern is really starting to take its effect. Like I'm starting to hear that type of drum pattern in other music outside of drill. I think because it's, it's the it's what's in what's in now. Right, right. I think like beats per minute for a classic hip hop track. What's the standard average for that? Beats per minute classic hip hop track would probably be 90? around 90, 95. Yeah, in, in between there. Okay. A drill track, those things start off at like maybe a buck 30. We see okay, and this is how this is how these things work. You see the see buck 30 half that. Half that what? Half half that buck 30 mm-hmm. and then you get you get you get your standard hip hop tracks. So mm. what so what they've been doing, right? Since since trap, because of the hi hats play so quickly, just your 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 standard format or your standard beats per minute doesn't allow you to play for hi hats that trip that, that quickly. So if so, what they would do is they would say, okay, I'm gonna take a a track that's typically around seventy, which would be which would be typically slow for hip hop, right? Right. But I'm gonna triple up the hi hats, so the tripling of the hi hats gives it the appearance of 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 a faster pace. So in order to do that, instead of recording everything at seventy, they recorded at one forty. Mm-hmm. So that's why the BPMs are are so high now. But if if like the melodies they play on top of it, a lot of these things could be played. That that's why you're seeing a lot of these slow songs mm-hmm. being mixed with this 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 trap and stuff like that. Because all they're really doing is doubling the tempo of what the original slow song would would, mm-hmm. would have been. So now you have these 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 beats that are racing at you. It becomes a it, it becomes a it becomes a standard. But then, hip hop it's it's it, hip hop itself it's, it hasn't really left that tempo because you can you can slow nod to it if you want. But it's just different different people like different strokes different folks different strokes because different folks. I look at it stuff as that I'm not a young person and stuff that's looking to go on demon time and go turn up right. all the damn time in the club right. like that. If I go out, I'm more catching the vibe and I might just act a fool for that fraction of a time. Their shit and stuff is like it's like back to back. We're talking about like from like CJ to Favis to like whoever to drill, drill, to UK drill to Chicago drill, and this is your party. Right. That's not my kind of jam. It's just like if you go to a soca, you go to a soca or die or or a soca fit and everything like that. That's all one type of style and stuff in there. So if you're not mentally prepared for that, that might not be your thing and that might not be your event. Right. A lot of them, they aim for specific. Like even like I look at playlists and stuff, and that's what, like with the streaming thing, when users can create their own playlist, there's some people that will have their own playlist of like drill. And then you say like, me, I have a genre. I call it contemporary hip hop. Right. Certain songs and stuff, I feel like it's more of a like a meaningful meaning and the beat's not wild and it's kind of like a vibe that I can like, you know, either a Sunday night drive. Yeah. I'm with my woman, I'm with my peoples. We, you know, we we having some trees or something like that. And it's an easy kind of vibe. Yeah. Right? That's what more I'm into. But I don't dictate the sales or I don't dictate majority of the streams. It'd be interesting to see within like this, like the streaming apps, right? If um, 
like the like the popular playlists what's the like what the mixture is of is it uh, is it hip hop mostly with a little bit of Afrobeats is 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 it split even even or is Afrobeats not taking up? Because that because you're right because a lot of people do not consume through the regular radio again, right? Correct. It's mostly just just radio is dead to me. Yeah, radio is dead. That's why it's I don't. Only time I listen to is in the car. I don't even give and it. You that know, yeah, shot. I don't even give it that shot. See? Whatever. So then, so that it, yeah, it would be really interesting to know how do they do it or. If they give Afrobeats its own separate category. More than likely they do. They probably do. More than likely they do. Because like I said, that Joanna track, it's it's a format of like, Joanna, Joanna, why you want to do me? Like, you know, all of that. Yeah. That's not in a form of rap. And then the beat is just like, Joanna, Jo, Jo, Joanna. The world's going to turn out when they start getting these thick ass African people, African women in these strip clubs and they be stripping and they gonna start playing some Afro beats in the strip club. And now you you remember that thick ass stripper that go up there and she's moving her shit to some fucking Thames. Listen, this used to change to free your mind. Listen, I'm sure if we go to the strip club right now, majority of music is probably playing. It's probably Afro beats. I bet they don't. You don't think so? I bet they don't. I challenge you. We can go after this show. We can go find a club, find a strip club. In I, in your in your hood, I, I I'm I'm thinking Afrobeats, man. I'm I'm thinking it's got that. I because I think with, I think more more so with the women, it's gained a real strong popularity. But women more, dictate the sales though. more more over than hip hop. So that's why I, I I can see where you're saying if it's going like that, hip hop will still have always forever will always have his underground following. But as far as Consumerism is concerned. You're, you're right. It's it's gonna go where the sales is. Mm. So if you know if you know the the record label says, "Hey, this is what's hitting right now," then radio stations got to pretty much follow what the what the the records as record companies are saying. Go big, go hard, or go home. Afro beats. Yo, I wanted to ask you. Um, playing it safe or go hard. Which is better for you? Because I know some people like to play it safe. Yeah. No risk. Easy going life. Less stress. They don't have to look over their shoulder. I know tons of people saying that. And then you have, I guess we'll call that the working man. Not shitting on anybody. No right. shade. Right. But I look at it stuff as where you have the hustler that might just be out there on the grit and grind. Go, go, go. Do whatever it takes and stuff, whatever. To set up for set better life. And contrary to what a lot of people believe, I actually, I can't remember where exactly, but I swear I've seen like 14% of people who've probably done hustled and dealt drugs and everything yeah. have not touched the criminal system, have not touched like the law. 14%. 14% in North America. And in, in America, actually. In America, America. there was okay. a stats stuff there before. This is something from 2017 that I saw. Right. So there's that 17% of the population, let's say if you have... They said per capita. I can't remember how they broke it down, but they said basically if you have this many criminal charges, there's like another 14% for the ones that haven't been caught and everything, right? Yeah. And then I was like, yeah. Explain people like Jay Prince. <laughs> like <laughs> Mob ties. You know what I'm saying? So I'm looking like, I don't recall. Supreme. Supreme Griff. 
Mm-hmm. You hear him getting shackled up and everything. Yep. You hear some of the other people getting shackled up for doing their time and their dirt. And you had some people like, yo, how do you just all of this I wealth? Skirt. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and safe and sound. Skirt. So it's possible. But I look at it where is playing safe a better option for you? Or is go hard a better thing for you? Because you can go hard for like, let's say, five years, you can say you're going to grit and grind this and yeah. you're going to coast after that. And some people will play it safe. Like, uh, look at the stocks. Yeah. In the stock market and RSPs, you have moderate, you have light, and you have aggressive. Right. I think I, I sit in the moderate stages. Okay. As it's actually, actually funny because maybe about... Three months back, mm-hmm. I was sitting with, with my financial advisor because I had um I had some mutual funds that was was tied up with um with this one company that I used to work with and I wanted to move it over. So uh whenever you're doing that, they always do they always do the, the risk analysis where they, they see where you where your profile sits. And I I was like, I was uh moderate, uh sorry, moderate to high risk. Taking, mm-hmm. um, where I'm a person. If I see the opportunity, like if it, like if it's in front of me, then I'll go for it. Like it's long as like the benefits. If, if the benefits there are like are like super tangible, then I'll I'll go for it. If if there's not much benefits involved, then I'll probably shy away from it. Um, but otherwise, in that I've. I'm at the stage now where everything's pretty much even keel. The risks that I do take are very calculated. Mm. So if uh, if I'm going to lose, I know how much I'm going to lose and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I guess I'm just... It's, it's, it's a proper gamble. Yeah, it's I, a proper I, gamble. yeah, I guess I still I still take the risks. I still take the risks. I'm I'm like that for specific things instead right. of myself. Yeah. Like I look at it where it's not one way or another for everything. Right. Because I look at it like you can take a play it safe kind of shower and you can take a go hard and ah right. to like you you're washing off your sins and your that melanin and stuff like that, right? I look at it where certain things and stuff for me works well with playing it safe and going easy and the other things and stuff kind of work hard, like going hard. Right. Right. Like I look at, <laughs> I mean, look at the, look at bedroom play. Like when it comes to bedroom play yeah, yeah. and everything, yeah. I'm pretty sure that every woman wants it to play it safe and soft. Right. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Some women want their back blown out. Right. So yeah. I mean, for situational purpose, I just look at where in general, most people's lives that I see. Right. I think the going hard aspect, they if they do go hard or what I'm seeing they go hard, the blinders come on, like when the horse blinders come on, yeah, everything else gets destroyed. So I don't feel like it's a proper calculated move like you suck. Right. So you're saying like, yeah. All right, I'm going to push this and if it don't work out, you ain't on your ass. Right. Their shit and stuff is that they going hard. If they end up on their ass, so fucking be it. Yeah. That's scary to me. That's, but that's some people's way of living. That's that's scary to me too. I'm not like I said, like that. That's their way, and I, I didn't know. I wasn't too sure, like how were you, like if you were like that before, right? To like to what you are now. It's like, were you constantly 
more more or less the same how you are now than like in the previously? No, I think I was way more riskier prior okay. to this. And I think, well, I've obviously having other people in your life that starts to depend on you kind of kind of puts different things into different perspectives, right? Oh, so like kids. So like kids and, and the wife. Kids and wife and so forth like that. Like where where I, I can see myself if you're single going for broke. If you're single. Yeah, yeah. Going for broke and then being able to just rebuild myself again because there's certain things that I can sacrifice. I can do it though. I can, you know what I mean? Like I can rough it mm. to the point where I'm back on my feet again and start like as a person who has kids who depend on me and mm. a wife who depends on me, I can't do that. Right. This is like the roughing is, a, a, it's not just me one now. It's, it's you me got mouths to feed three or three or four of the people. Right. So like at that point now, it, it's like, okay, how do I want to handle these these risk assessments now? Do I want to make sure that if things don't go well, we all can still eat? Because it's not just me eating anymore. And if we can all still eat, then, then I'm about it, right? If, it, if it's a situation where I got to... I got to show my kids that it's not always... It's not always worthwhile just playing safe. You got to take risks. Mm. Then I also got to also got to do stuff to show them that the, you can't have fear when you set your mind to doing certain things. You have to, but also with that, you also have a plan, right? So when I if I'm investing, I tell my kids what I'm investing in, what are the hopes, but I tell them nothing. Nothing's not guaranteed, right? With that, on top of that, though, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, well, even though nothing's not guaranteed, this is what I have over here just in case. This is in place just in case. So that if it doesn't work out, I'm not starting back at zero. You know what I mean? Maybe I'm starting at five this time. Which is smart. Right. I, like, as a gamer, I look at it as his um, save point. Yeah. Right, you did you you've uh, you when, once you come like I want to say beyond the beginning. Right, once you come beyond the beginning and stuff like that, if you feel like this might be kind of risky, save point. Right. So then, therefore, if you do fall from grace, this is the furthest you're gonna come back. Yeah, yeah. So you you've already done past level one, level two, or step one, step two, step three. You at your save point, whatever. Your goal is step ten. Right, right. But like, if you get to like step eight and you get knocked down and stuff, whatever. You're stopping back at three. You're stopping back at three. And so that's why a lot of times when I see like people like Dame Dash, Dame yeah. Dash is kind of like that person to me. I look at it where Rockefeller was up there and he's the togetherness of Rockefeller. And I can imagine like how much cake they were seeing and stuff at that time. Right. You know what I'm saying? When the cost yeah. of living was a lot lower, eggs <laughs> were $10. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They were at that moment where I look at like, yeah, he was up. And then the, uh, the snakery of Jay, the snakery of Jay and stuff took place. Yeah. And he was knocked down, but he was knocked down to the beginning level. Like, let's say us, regular, right. regular people, everyday people. Right. Is the beginning level. He didn't get knocked down to grace to like that. He got to, to a save point to be like, yo, as a calculated risk. Yeah. If it doesn't go well, I'm like, suh. Right. And if right. not, you're flat on your ass and stuff and everything. That save point is a really, really good analogy because there, as a gamer, I'm pretty sure there's games 
where you played, and and usually, and usually, you save that save point is a game that you're you're invested in. Yes, like you've like 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 nah, I'm gonna beat this game at some point, so I'm saving, make sure everything is good, right? Mm. But you know, there's games that you just play for the shit. Like, you don't give a shit if you have if you die and you have to start all over from the beginning. You were never invested. <laughs> But you're right, it's, it's, and that's how it goes, right? Like you'll 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 take bullshit risk on something that it doesn't matter if it, if if it doesn't work out, you, you're okay with that. You you can start at zero with that one particular thing. Mm. But yeah, there's uh, there's other things. I'm I'm with you 100 on that. Where you know I I get the safe point, I have the blueprint, I have the the the, the net, whatever it needs to catch me, so I don't have to start all the way back at zero again. Yeah, but I, I but I feel like if you if you go throughout your entire life with just playing it safe all the time, you ain't gonna be great. No, you can be great. You can be safe. You cannot be both. You can't be both. You can't be both. And I've always said I I don't want to be that person at you know near the ending of my life with the would have should have should have. The regrets. Yeah. yeah the regret. You feel it. Yeah. I try to make sure I live my life. Especially with like zero to minimum regrets possible. Right. Like I say what I want to say, how I feel, what I want to feel, and all that type of stuff. So that's why some people look at me and stuff like, "Oh, I'm happy go lucky," or I don't, I don't lament. That's the L I, I refuse to take. Right. Right. I don't lament on things. So my thing and stuff is that I would tell you you're great. You know me. I tell you you're great all these type of times and stuff, whatever. No matter what time and shit like that, and I'm like that across the board with everybody. I'm going to appreciate you right then and there in the moment. I'm not going to be like, I wish I told him that I love him. Like, what the fuck? Like, right. Why you yeah. do that when they were here? Yeah, yeah. You get what I'm saying? You had the time. But people, they they move like that. I see a lot of people move like that. And I always feel like I'm the weirdo because I guess I'm like, yo, like even, I think my girl said to me, like, you know, you say some weird shit sometimes. I'm like, no, I'm going to tell you how I feel. Exactly. So you know. So there's no mystery with me. Right. Might be a mystery with you and other people or some shit, but there's no mystery <laughs> with me. You kind of know and stuff of that. And I like that. Yeah. I like that people know and stuff like, all right, I'm not the friend that you call on a fucking speakerphone. I'm going to talk like this. And I'm not just talking like this for the podcast. This is how I talk. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is how I talk. This is it. So, and me, I'm not used to like, I want to say playing it safe. I just play it smart. Yeah, I can see that. I play it smart. I can see that. Right? Because I feel like if you play it smart, yeah, you can be great if you play it smart. Right. But if you play it safe, you cannot be great. In right. order to be great, you got to do unsafe shit. Yeah. You have to say unsafe things. Yeah. I don't say safe things sometimes. Some people might not like the fact that I, I'm openly to say like, you know, I'm sexist when it comes to certain type of things. Right. Right? Be like, oh, he's sexist. Cancel his ass. Cancel. <laughs> yeah. But I'm like, no, there's some shit that I stand for and stuff like, I don't feel like any woman I'm with or if we're together right. or some shit, you should be pumping your gas. You should be cutting your grass. You should be t- taking out garbage. Right. I'm not saying a woman can't do that and not, stuff, for them, not but saying you can't that's just do how that. I operate. And right. if she did it and stuff, if my woman did that, those type of things in front of me, I'm like, hold on, let me highlight you real quick. So here's what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't know if this relationship might work out. This shit might be on <laughs> thin ice and everything like you're, that. You're encroaching on some of my dudes. My things. shit. My yeah. shit. I'm the one with the dick. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Let me be. Let me be. Let me you know, be. so, hey. All right, teach us all. We good? 
Let's get to the question of the week. Question of the week. Question of the week. It's a little deeper one. You ready for this? I'm ready. Who has hurt you the most in your life? Ooh. I had uh, maybe, I, I want to say, two friends who have uh, who've hurt me um, in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, it took a while to get over it, but I, eventually I, I, I got to the point where I realized, A, what I was feeling hurt over wasn't my fault to begin with. So I removed all blame for myself. Were the two friends in one situation or two, were they two, two, separate two separate situations? situations? Two separate situations. And you got the same answers? It's just two separate situations. Okay. okay. Two. If that person's not going to ever come around and try and repair it, whatever wrong that was done, why am I going to keep it on, on my head for the rest of my life? So after I got to those those realizations, it just um, you know the situation it becomes a situation where it's 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 talked about and learned from, mm. rather than being in a position of feeling hurt mm. like it once was. I had friends that hurt me, but I thought about this question and stuff, and I remember it was a period of time that my father hurt me mm. the most. Because I look at it where I lost my first fight, I think in the fourth grade. I want to say that's my only fight I lost now, come to think about it. Because I got shamed and ridiculed and stuff by my moms. <laughs> Your mom's first. My mom's a different kind of beast. Because yeah. I think like it was like, I think it was, I don't know, I feel like some Jamaican mothers and stuff are like bipolar, low-key. And, so and they, they have some different shit. And so it's like, I lost the fight. Dude bust my lip. I hit him, but he just bust my lip. Right. Oh, look at me. She's like, the fuck am I feeding you for? Right? <laughs> it's translation like, you know, like all of that. What I said, the fuck am I feeding you for? And then I went to my room and stuff for the ring. He's like, yo, what are you doing? No video games in this bitch. I'm like, I lost a fight. I didn't fail school. Like, you know what I'm saying? You deserve to play no games. Yeah, you don't deserve to play no games. And I looked at it stuff as where I learned how to fight from, from women in my family. Okay. Right? And I think uh, there's a song called Where Have You Been? It's a Jay song. Mm. And yo, that song it touched a lot of kids in the hood who were raised by their moms. Cause I thought it, it, it was, I, it was, it was heavy on me. Right. But then I remember, cause it was Jay and Beanie Siegel. And then Beanie Siegel said like, yo, anytime he would go somewhere, run to some fans, like, yo, where have you been? Fam, that's me too. Yeah. He got that response so much that he had to call Jay and say like, yo, we need to do like a damage control of this. Cause a lot of people are starting to hate their fathers. Right, right. So they had, I think, on the Beanie Siegel Reason album, like I think the second album, whatever the second album is. Yeah, he has a song called "I Still Got Love for You." So it's kind of like the continuation of that, but like more of like, "Hey, we're good, Dad." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parts of my life 
like I said, me learn how to fight, ride a bike, and all that type of stuff. Same thing. That's what was highlighted in the song. That's right. why I kind of just turned on the light bulb and stuff and most people and stuff, whatever. Because he's like, in the song, he said, you never taught me how to fight, ride a bike, fix a flat, none of that sorts and shit. I never learned those things from my father. Mm. And I was looking, I was like, these are things that's supposed to be taught. So I was scratching my head and everything. I was like, yo, this guy let me down. And then I always hear these conversations about your mom is supposed to be the first woman you're in love, like, you know, the first woman you love and everything. And of course, and a lot of women, they look at men and say, like, I got to see how he treats his mom or other women around him to kind of determine right. if, like, he, that guy might be a proper fit. I love my mom gone to bed. Forever my lady blind, deaf, crippled, or crazy. Right. Right? My father dynamic, when I was talking to a woman at the time, she was telling me, she's like, mm, I'm partial on you. She said, I'm, she's partial on me because... I don't speak too highly about my father. Mm. And I was like, yeah. And she said, yeah, because he hurt you and you never fixed that hurt within you. And after that, I, f I think I probably like in 2005, six, right. I started taking the time to start looking at myself right. and trying to repair that aspect first. And then I try to do as much as I could with him. Right. Because at the end of the day, I knew to myself, like, eventually I'll have kids and my kids need to know the origins of where the fuck they come from. Yeah. And I had to get better with that aspect. And I was like, I turned it from the hurt to understanding. Right. And then once I got a gist of the understanding and everything like that, I looked at it and I was like, it's a lesson learned. Like I said, I don't, the L I don't like to take is lament. Because I'm not going to lament and stuff for them. My father never loved me. My father was never wrong. And all this. Motherfuckers are still lamenting. Right. We're all, I'm almost 40. Right. I shouldn't be doing that. Right. I'm on to the next. I should be progressing, doing better, not holding on to weight. We, we always speak about people just holding, holding on, on to shit and don't know how to let go. Yeah. Yeah, let go and do better. Yeah. So, at that case, my father hurt me the most. Yeah. Sure. Let's get to ask the sons. Are you ready? Ask away. Let's do this. First Ask the Sun's question comes from Taco Tuni. What is one thing you love about yourself? Go ahead, smooth. Sell yourself, you slut. Uh that I, I I'm persistent. I like to I like to get at things and continue and see them through. I don't like to start things and not finish. I'm I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of people and stuff like that as well. Kudos to you and other people who are listening. Yeah. And they do that and stuff as well. Yeah. I don't like... Before I tell you, my, I, I really have a problem with people who have all these fucking great ideas and they don't do shit with them. Yeah. yeah. I think... I don't really judge. I just look at the person and stuff like, yo, a lot of shit you say don't, don't wait to me. Yeah. I had one dude. This I, I had this one dude in my garage. He was, he, he, you know who you are. He was, he was working on some furniture for me, mm. and dude came up with this idea. And the idea at the time when he told me, million dollar, brilliant idea. I said to him, 
I said to him, you know what you need to do? You need to, you need to I said, you have you written it out? Because that's the first step. You have the ideas. If you're going to be serious about it, you got to, we got to commit it to paper. Write this, write this son of a bitch down. Mm. I said, do, do, do you have it written, written out? No. So why don't you have written it out? Because uh, I don't, I don't know how to, I don't know how to write and put it in words and this, that, this. I said, yo, what the, I mean, even if you just, you, even if you point form it and get somebody else to write it out fully after. I said, the, 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 the purpose of writing it down is that you don't forget anything, mm. right? If there's anything to add, you can add it to whatever you've already written down. Mm. And then the idea is more easier to share if you, if you ever need, needed to share it. Right, I say, yo, you're telling me this this idea is it's, it's such a dope idea. The idea was so dope that if I had the money to say, listen, I'm gonna pay you right now for the idea for this idea, and you don't do anything else to try and come sue me after it, it's as good as done. Right? Sometimes you're gonna Zuckerberg a motherfucker, teach him a lesson, bro. That after that, he's like. Okay, let's like okay. Why don't me and you go on that? But I was like, no, because now you want me to twelve work for your idea. <laughs> just, this that's not what we're, what we're not going what to. We're not going to do is that <laughs> user. But yeah, I'm like, and it's one of those ideas where it's just you say you say it in front of the right person, and that right person is it like a business go getter person? Them like yeah yeah. I'm sold. Let's off to the races. It. Yeah, it's like off to the races. And so, but you're right. It's like so many people have so so much ideas. And I don't know if it's... What do you think? Is that not knowing where to start is just the intimidation of, of starting? First step is a doozy. First step is a First doozy. First step is a doozy, but a lot of people do not have full follow through. Right. right. You and I, we always discuss that a lot of people, when they're going through some shit, if it doesn't go out to what they have ideally in their head yeah like how it's supposed to go they jump and they abandon ship and it's not seeing it to like i want to say to its fruition right like we talk about other podcasts that podcasts that were supposed to meant to be but they weren't shit right you look at it we're like oh shit you see the potential oh you see the growth you see where it can go but they don't have focus mm. they don't have discipline dedication or determination and stuff to follow with it so it just becomes, what is it? A dream deferred. You ever heard that poem, the poem, Raising in the Sun? Yeah. What happens to a dream deferred? That's that big ass line in the beginning. And I was like, yeah, it's just like a fucking raisin in the sun. You have it there, it's going to sit till it's dry up and it's dead. Yep. And that's what they do. Sometimes you got to, like I said, Zuckerberg a motherfucker yeah, next time. Yes. He's going to be like, yo, you, you ain't about that life? You ain't serious. Nah. <laughs> then when they see you, nah. they, you said this on me. Can you prove it? Can you prove it? Nah. I'll tell you about the idea. <laughs> I'll tell you about the idea. Might not be too late. It, it, it might yeah. not be too late. Hey, let's do it. Um, For me, what I love about myself is that I'm, I'm optimistic. I'm always going to look at like the brighter cause or like the happy ending and everything. Right. So I might be like a crackhead without the crack. <laughs> like, 
I, I just feel like there's going to be a good ending and everything like that. Like, I. You are the glass half full. Oh, definitely. You are the glass half full. Definitely. And I'm going to keep pouring until it's full. Mm. That's the type of personal stuff that I am. And yes, there's reality to some things, but I look at it and I was like, all right, if this is not working for me, it doesn't mean it's not going to work out. It means that I might have to look at it from a different angle, different perspective, different point of view. I might have to bring another brain into like whatever problem. Right. Sometimes when problems are bigger than you, but I'm still looking for the greater good. Like, all right, this all went to shit. A nuclear bomb dropped. What's the silver lining to it? Well, a lot of motherfuckers I didn't really like before they were here. Now they boop, boop, gone. Now they're, they're gone. I was always complaining about my spaces and my living quarters and stuff is kind of close. I could knock down some walls like Bob right, Vila right, and shit right, and right. just expand my shit now because there's less people around. There you go. Definitely cost of living and stuff are going down because not a lot of people left. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at the positive aspect of things and I, and I like the fact that my brain does that. Right. And I like the fact that I, I've constantly done that throughout my 37, pushing 38 years of life. Yeah. That part. Well, that also goes in and lends, it, lends its hand for you not having to, to, to lament. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like always looking at the positive, positive side, things. Yeah. And just, if, if you don't give, you time to, time, you give yourself any time to even dwell on anything negative. Now, that's what happened. That's that. It's already passed. On to the next. This is what I'm looking for. This is what I'm setting out to do. Mm-hmm. That ain't stopping me. Because it's like... Like I've said... I know I've said it several times on the show before in the past. Like I always said, like, I'm bad at love. Right. Right? And before marriage was like goal and relationship and everything, we spoke about that before. Right. And now fall from grace. Right. Right? There was no possible save point I could do. There was no save. So I had to go all the way down from the beginning back to the dating pool that so many people pee in. Right. And sifted through the the, the ones like, oh, you do this for a living? You got coin. To one of those ones like, I don't trust men. There's like some, that's why I love coming to America to this day because that that dating shit. The the scenes are with dating. Yeah, those those dating scenes. I was looking at them like, my life is fucking coming to America. I met a, I met a, I met one woman. Like, oh, you got a you got a son. Oh, that's nice. That's so cute. You got a son. You got baby mama drama. I don't want that. No one said I had baby mama drama. No, no. But it it, it was wild. Mm-hmm. Did I stop? Did I come to a point to say, you know what? I'm running into these psycho, these different type of women. There's not going to be no woman out there for me. No, no. I'm looking for the greater good. Right. I know that. The ones that I've seen weren't for me. Right. So if I have to keep going out there and find the one that's for me, then that's what I'm going to do. Right. Fair, fair? Fair. Next question comes from Jamie Lee. What's a deal breaker for you at restaurants? Uh, for me, it's bad service. Boy, you all, you, you, you really don't like service. Nah, not bad service, man. That shit got to be clean. Got to be clean? That shit got to look clean. I was in the spot, and it, it, the spot was clean. It's, 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 um, it's part of a, it's a part of a chain, restaurant part of a chain. And we've, we've re- frequented uh, different spots of the same chain before, mm. and we liked the food. Um, 
But this t- this one restaurant I went, uh, I would I would say twenty plus plus minutes before the waiter even came by to even like offer us a glass of water, bro. I was so I was so peeved sitting down with my parched self watching people eat their food. I mean, there's one thing at the restaurants busy. I, I, I get that. Were you with a group of people? Were you with your wife? I said, it, was, it, was, it was me, wife, and the kids. Okay. So I I, I get that. You know what I mean? It's it's busy. But geez, even in the most busiest of establishments, you always greet the customer. Facts. Right? You let the customer know it may take you, it may take it, you a little bit longer to get to them, but um, can I start you off with something? So we're not, not just talking over dead air. I mean, is breadsticks or something. Bro, 20 minutes in. Not even. Not nothing. 20 minutes in, man. And it's like, bro, I was, I was just so cheesed that at that point, I feel like you should cough out the establishment's name on the mic. I mean, sometimes you got something in your throat. Go ahead, you can cough. You can cough it out. You can go ahead. I saw. I let him be. I let him be. I don't want the reverse effect to happen, and then they get a flood of customers, and they start start deciding to show and prove all of a sudden. No, you might get you might get at Particle Sons. Particle Sons is right. <laughs> Fucking punk ass is it, is it Denny's? <laughs> Leave Denny's. Is it Oswald's? Like you know, like you, you don't be shy, don't be shy. I'm not a fan of Starbucks. I say it all the time. So yeah, yeah, we, we were at the verge of leaving, man. It's just like I said, because we know the food and and the the food tends to be good. It's just like we were hungry, so we just ended up staying. Eventually, we got served, and I just didn't leave any tip. I just that was my. Uh, that Fair. was my shout out. Fair. I, you know, it has to be, it has to look clean. Even just like if I'm even going to somebody's house. Right. For like even food and shit like that. Certain things have to be clean. Like your floor has to look decent. Like we'll say if like something dropped, I have no qualms to say, oh, five second rule. Yeah. But if your shit yeah. look like it's of like R. Kelly done shot two movies and stuff there, what we're not going to do is eat from that establishment, if period. Your, if your place looks like before the food even hits the ground, a roach is going to speed by and catch it in mid-flight. Yeah, you'd, yeah, be, you'd be surprised. Like, I went to a restaurant, Chinese restaurant by my house and stuff, whatever. I love their food. Right. Right? I love their food. And they, they're like a little more hole-in-the-wall type of thing. Right. The first time I got put onto the restaurant and stuff, it was... um. I think somebody and stuff, either either you or Swift, somebody put me on and stuff to that. I'm like, oh, okay. Start ordering from them. Like, I started fucking with them and everything till like one day I actually said, oh, you know what? This is where their place is? Yeah. So I actually walked in. I walked in. I'm like, damn, did I already order from you? The hole in the wall. So I, I, <laughs> I looked one day and I was like, why your walls like went from like white to like yellow and cream and everything like that? And it's so funny is that when I mention it, she's like, oh, no, we're going through rentals and everything like that. I'm like, mm-hmm, this business is like the dust been here since like 1988. But low-key, I think another time I went there, I put an order and it'll pick up and go. Yeah. And I was looking like, 
first thing in my mind is like that dirty ass wall. And I'm like, no, the wall was actually like clean. Right. So they took some time and stuff for that. I'm like, health inspector probably got came in or came in, came through somebody something. dropped a dime. What's this? Or, or something. <laughs> but I, I the place has to look like it's clean. I was talking to somebody the other day that I'm still not ready for bearded chefs like that. Your beard, your beard is acceptable to me. If you're a chef, right. my beard, you might run into some slight problems. Right, right, right. <laughs> my my beard and beyond. Yeah. And a lot of them don't wear like the beard the nets. Beard, the beard nets. Right? Yeah. So I'm looking at stuff, I'm like, yeah, I'm not about no hipster chef and stuff touching my food. Mm. Like even I went to a burger spot uh, and they had like a chubby, no, I think he said he was going to say more, he's more fat than anything. Fat bearded dude. He had his hat cocked like right here. Right. And he was sweating. So like those strands of hair that he had like coming to his forehead, he's like a, like matted, like right, matted right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, so like he's going to some some chronicles. I don't know because he's fat or because he's over the heat. Yeah. And then the beard is there like this. And then in my head, I just I picture like that. I was made for loving you, baby. <laughs> and his head is turning. And, uh, and I swear I saw like. <laughs> Yo, I swore I saw like something. I was like, mm -mm. they're like, can I help you? I'm like, nah, and you know, I'm good. I left something in the car. I'll be back. I didn't go back. Yeah. I went to a Chinese restaurant, another Chinese restaurant by my old place, one of my old places and everything. And they had like a pass through window. Right. To the pass through the food from the cook to the, to the outside. And yo, the man. The Cantonese, a Mandarin. I don't want to, you know, be racist and say, you know, mimic the language. But I saw a lot of over someone else's food, and the, I, when I called them, like, "Hey, yo," that's when the person's like, "I need my money back." He spit over my damn food. Like he was like, he was hard with some ping song and and yeah, yeah, something. And I was like, I'm cool. I'm cool. I went to this this burger joint here here in uh, Brampton. It's a popular joint, so uh, won't I uh, won't say the name, but um, soft smooth, you soft, you soft. Call that restaurant out. It's a popular joint, man. It's a popular joint, and this is a burger spot. And they got gladiator, like, and they got they got a little like a little. It's gladiator, huh? Not saying anything, not saying anything. And they got a little assembly line where they make the burgers, and assembly line is about four people deep going this way. <laughs> Burger assembler, garnisher guy, guy who packages up the and puts everything in the in your your paper brown paper bag. Not one of them had gloves on. I looked. I hope it ain't gladiator. <laughs> I looked and I said, wait, said the burger has got to go through four different hands. No one's got gloves on. I said, you know what? It's okay. I'm they, good. I'm out. They finger fucked your food. Yeah. I'm out. No, not your food. Someone else's, yeah, food. Somebody else's food. Smart man. <clears throat> okay. Last question comes from Lisa. Lisa. What was the saddest fictional character death? To you. I wish I can cue some music, some sad music for it. The old dude and up. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. 
I can definitely see and that. And at first I didn't like him because I thought he was just mean and grumpy. You know what I mean? Every time the looks, kids went over there, he would just beef and stuff like that. But then when I found out that he was just all alone, his, his wife had passed and it was just him in that, that house and everything around him was just changing and he wasn't ready for change. So you saw the preview first the, before you saw the movie because right there the movie at the beginning, it shows you the whole his whole origin story. So that's why I never really felt sad. I mean, felt mad at him for being the way he was. Right, right. Because I look at his stuff as where he was already, he was happy. Yeah. Until his wife died, until he just realized like this, all he has left is this house. This is his house. Right? So for me, when, yeah, death-wise, it was a moment. Yeah, yeah. Nah, Naruto, Jiraiya. When Jiraiya died, Set job, I'm not gonna the job remain and be silent. I'll let me. I'll tell you on Patreon. <laughs> I tell you on Patreon though. The motherfuckers got a sick. They got. I got. That's a bereavement day for that to get my mojo you, you back. Yeah, to, to get it together. Yo, because like they give you a fucking character build up. Right. They tell you like the man was this and that. Nothing in his life ever worked out. The man even had a monologue before his death. He's like, never got married. Never had kids. Fan into this one kid who who looked up to me. I made him to my pupil, and he died before me. I felt like a failure and all this type of stuff. So he ended up like taking on his son, right. his pupil's son. Right. And kind of raising him. He's like, if I was to be a grandfather, this is what it would feel like and everything. But certain things with the with the kid, he couldn't really like get to do. So he just felt like his whole life was a failure. So while he's dying and everything. Like the last bit of energy and mojo, he wrote like a, a coded message. Yeah. He's like, at least they have something to go by and my death is not in vain. Yo! Remember, you see, you're feeling it now. I'm biting the lip. Yo, that's what I'm saying. I was looking, I was like, oh, who the fuck wrote this? And I and I, I sat there, I was like, that one, I don't like, I'm like, maybe I'm on crack. I said, crack without doing the crack. And then when I was seeing like other blogs and other things, or whatever, I was like, okay, so it's not just not me. Just not just you. It's not just me. It wasn't just your feels alone. All right. Not just your feels alone. All right, P. Jiraiya, man. Like I said, that's the, that one hit home. Yeah. When you get inv- invested in some of these characters, man. Yes. And that, that's what it is. Yeah. I think that's what it is. I think when if you give zero fucks about a, a character. Right. Nothing. Because it's just like Game of Thrones when um fucking... Jo- Joffrey. Yeah, because we we always hated Joffrey. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah when like Joffrey he, came on the scene and stuff like, he was like this little punk ass. Yeah, my out got, here. No, he had no love. No at, love. From the beginning from the beginning. No love. And then you look like yeah. And then when he finally died, yeah, fuck yeah, bro. A kid died. He wasn't <laughs> right? even eighteen. Right. He died. He didn't live his life, but fucking kid yes. died. Yeah. Why am I champion a kid dying? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Invested. You invested. <laughs> but yeah, that's it, man. We are here at the end. We are here. Give Associate of Sons for this week. <clears throat> Associate of Sons this week. Are you ready? Ready. Associate of Sons says, before you change the world, look around your house first. Associate of Sons. Yeah, a lot of people want to make so many changes outside and I in my head I, before I used to call it the PTA mom effect right she always say the 
PTA needs to do all of this type of shit. We're in our houses in shambles, shambles, Crocs and shambles. Like, I haven't said shambles the same after fucking London track. <laughs> it's just fucking be it ruined my life. I Anytime I say sh- I, mean, I said shambles at a fucking Zoom meeting the other day, yeah. I was like, well, we can't leave everything and just afraid it'll be all in shambles crooks and shambles and I move my shoulders and they look, they look at me like why are you moving your shoulders like, oh my back was itching but yeah like you gotta do what is those in a house those in live in a glass house should not throw stones yeah. if you live in a glass if you live in a glass house don't throw stones right I ain't make that so that's why I use that no damn so say the sons right but I looked at it, I looked at it as like where you really people want all this type of super change Outside, and a lot of people ask for change, and they they're not really ready for the change because when the no. change kind of comes in, yeah, they don't know how to react. Right? Look at the weather. The weather we have today, like we're the weather's we're used to. Yes, those days are gone. Yes, but you still have those people and stuff talking about the weather and all the above. And I always turn to them and say, "What do you think is the cause of it?" Probably emissions. I'm like, how often do you drive? Right. Ew, I'm not the only car on the road. But you're part of the change that's happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Maybe if you bike, then you could probably cuss a few people and stuff like that. You know, if you drove electric, yeah. you can cuss a few people and stuff. Because yeah. you'd be like, I'm not the one fucking up the world no more. I'm electric. Boogie, boogie, boogie. You know? <laughs> All of those. So the changes and stuff, like, yeah, before you make the changes to the world, man, Definitely make changes in your house first. Look around your house. See what needs to be changed and spice first before you want to go attacking the world. Yeah, I can agree with that. Alright. We are here at the end. Thank you, thank you, beautiful people. Once again, thank you for rocking with the particle suns. Thank you. Remember the difference between genius and stupidity is that genius has its limits. Peace, Peace and love. love. Deuces. Particle signs with not your average Joseph and Sofa King Marvelous.